Welcome back to the Around the Diamond podcast with your host, Sam Edwards, episode 224, the baseball podcast for the baseball nerd. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I greatly appreciate it. Giving you my predictions for the top 10 free agents that are still left. The list is still fairly substantial. Um, I did have to, you know, lessen it. There's still a decent amount of free agents that did get signed, but the remaining top 10 is fairly stacked, honestly, if you look at it. Um, so uh, let's get into this real quick. Before before we get into the top 10 free agents, um, I got some news, man. Uh, Red Sox making some moves here. Red Sox signed Lucas Giolito to a two-year, $38.5 million deal. Um, it It's kind of interesting. Um, there's a little bit of details before I give you the breakdown on how I feel on the deal. Um, if he doesn't opt out next winter, there's an opt out after the first year of this two year deal. Um, if he doesn't opt out next year, a conditional option kicks in covering the 2026 campaign. Um, were Giolito to throw fewer than 140 innings in 2025, this is, um, whether, uh, so say he doesn't opt out next year and he stays with the team, and he pitches fewer than 140 innings in 2025, the Sox will have a $14 million club option uh, for the next year. If he reaches or tops 140 frames, he'll convert that to a $19 million mutual option um, so that he gets a say in the uh, situation for 2026. That would make it a three-year deal in that scenario. But um, it's a two-year deal, $38.5 million. Like I said, he's got an opt-out after the first year. I really like this deal. I really like it for both sides as well. Let's start from Lucas Giolito's side. Um, Giolito obviously coming off a very rough year this past season. 184 innings pitched, uh, 488 ERA, 527 FIP. Very much um, led by his fastball getting crushed. Um, He's got a very hittable fastball right now, and uh, we've seen that slowly climb. Um, he's lessened the usage of it, but that means his changeup doesn't play as well. His changeup is his other, is his best pitch. His changeup and his slider are his best pitches, and the fastball is just not doing what it needs to do. So uh, he's coming off a very rough year, like I said. He still strikes out a decent amount of guys, though. 25.7K percentage, 9.2 walk percentage, which is a little bit higher than 2022, um, where we saw him have a 490 ERA, but only a 406 FIP. Um, I'm I'm just a big believer in Giolito. We've seen him have a bad season before and completely turned around uh, with the White Sox. I I just really believe in his ability to turn this around. Um, but from Giolito's perspective, I think this just gives him a great opportunity um, to have one one great year, opt out, go back on the market, and if not, even if you don't have an amazing year, you can always stay with the team another year and. I bet you he could turn around then. Like, this is how much I believe in Giolito eventually turning it around. I really think he is a good pitcher at the end of the day, and he'll figure it out with the fastball. I don't think he's going to be an ace. I don't think he's going back to ace level. Um, But I think he can turn it around and make more money in free agency after this season or after the next season. Um, So I think it's great from his perspective. It's not a one-year deal. And it's a fairly high priced two year deal at thirty eight point five million dollars, almost twenty millions per twenty million per year. Very nice for Giolito. And uh 
that gives him great assurance and steadiness um, that he's going to be secure no matter what. So that helps him to focus, I think. I think that'll help him to focus on the game and um, be able to pitch as well as possible, I think, Um, which I think could be decent. Let's look at it from the Red Sox perspective. They need pitching. At the start of free agency, talking with Evan, my roommate and former co-host, um, the the questions were sparking up about who we would want um, for the Red Sox to sign, and we said, "All right, well, let's take let's take Yamamoto out of the equation because we knew they probably weren't getting Yamamoto, but obviously we'd want Yamamoto." And Gilito was one of the first names I could come up with, just because of how much I believe in his ability to come back from this to pitch well, and I also think he's going to be cheap enough. And he was pretty cheap, especially as pitchers go this offseason. So I really like this deal for the Red Sox. Um, You know he's going to give you innings. It was 161 innings in 2022, 184 last year, 2023. So you know he's going to give you innings at the very least. That's definitely what the Red Sox need right now. And he also has the upside that you want. So the floor is limited because of the innings. Now, obviously, he did not pitch very well in those innings, so um, you hope he pitches well. You hope he turns it around a decent amount. I Maybe you could argue blindly, and maybe I'll look back at this episode and go, oh my gosh, Sam, what are we thinking? Of course, you saw all the signs. The fastball was getting worse, and yes, I see that, but I believe in his ability to turn that fastball around because he has before in the past, and the changeup and slider are really good backup pitches that... I think he could do it. I think he could do it. So call me crazy. Um, he fits right into this Red Sox rotation. Does not mean the work is done. Because just like that, the Red Sox and the Braves have agreed on a trade. Red Sox traded Chris Sale and $17 million to the Braves for Vaughn Grissom. Grisham, whatever it is. Grissom or Grisham, whatever you prefer. What a weird trade. What a weird trade from the Braves' perspective. Let's start it from the Braves' perspective. They're hoping that Chris Sale can stay relatively healthy. Now, as a Red Sox fan, I think I kind of I think we kind of overrate um how unhealthy Chris Sale is. This past year he had over a hundred innings. It was 102 innings. Not not bad. 29.4K percentage, still really good there. 6.8 walk percentage, a 430 ERA, and a 3.80 FIP. Good performance, I would say. I think that's good performance, especially for Chris Sale. Before that, he did not pitch over 100 innings. The last time he did was in 2019. It's a lot of years of injury. A lot of injury years. And that's the main thing. That makes you scratch your head from the Braves' perspective. What do they see in sale? Is it just that Grissom was expendable? Maybe, um, because he doesn't exactly have a spot. They were going to kind of platoon him in left field with Jared Kalanick, um, which kind of makes sense. But at the same time, is Grissom, uh, I mean, like, the whole reason they kept him in AAA this past season is because they wanted him to play every day, and now all of a sudden they're going to platoon him? Like, I guess that doesn't really make sense. So might as well trade him, get a possibility of a really high performance from Chris Sale, 
It's a little weird from the Braves' perspective, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it whatsoever. Grisham just did not have a position on this team, so it just didn't make sense to have him still. Um, from the Red Sox perspective, I love this deal. I love this deal for the Red Sox. Trade Chris Sale. I I don't believe in Chris Sale whatsoever. I just don't believe in him. He's always performed generally, but I'm starting to wane on that as well. And yeah, I'm more scared of Chris Sale. Grisham, though, the fit on the Red Sox is perfect. Now listen. He did not perform well in the majors this season. It was only 80 plate appearances. I would not I would take that with a big old fat ass grain of salt. Don't take that for nothing. Triple A this past season, 468 plate appearances. He hit 330, 419, 501. Over a 120 runs created plus. Um the Babip was very high. It was a 376. Um, so definitely temper those expectations. But uh, I kind of believe in Grisham. I think he's going to be good enough. I think he's going to be average, at least, playing second base. And I think that's great for the Red Sox. They've got six years of control on him. I think he can be a good enough player. He's got a little bit of speed. He's shown a little bit of power, but I would not expect much power. He's more of an average hitter. Like I said, the Babbitt is super high throughout his uh, minor league career. Um, he did have a cup of coffee in the majors in 2022, which went really, really well. And then in the majors this season did not perform very well. So they sent him down to the minors because they wanted him to play every day instead of hitting the bench. And he played every day and did pretty well. Like I said, hit 330, 419, 501. Pretty good. Pretty good. Like I said, power's not nothing big. He had a 171 ISO. In AAA this season, um, 376 BABIP, like I said. So definitely some luck, so temper those expectations. But I think he can be good enough at second base. And I think he could grow maybe into a decent um, defender. As of right now, he has not been in the majors. Um, he came up as a shortstop, um, but wasn't very good there, so they moved him over to second. Uh, in the majors, played most of his time in second base. Still wasn't positive for outs above average, but I think he could improve. He's still young, and um, there's possibility, there's potential, as with every young guy. But I think if you're the Red Sox, you're definitely taking that potential over Chris Sale, which you've seen what his potential, you've seen his floor, you've seen the heights. I think this past year is the best you can expect from Chris Sale, and that's not saying much whatsoever. So, yeah. From the Red Sox perspective, even though they need pitching, Chris Sale is not it, bro. It's not it. You save some money trading him. You get Vaughn Grisham. This is great. You save about ten million bucks because they they traded uh, seventeen. They gave seventeen mil to the Braves to pay for Sale, um, who's got twenty seven point five million dollars this year. So you send over that. You save ten mil. You get Vaughn Grisham. This is great. Uh, put that ten mil towards a different, better pitcher. That's what I would say. Absolutely. I really like this sign. Speaking of pitching, the Reds have made a move. A one-year, $16 million move. Just $16 million. No points there. No decimal points. Um, Frankie Montas going to the Cincinnati Reds. One-year, $16 million. He's coming off of injury. Uh, pitched in one game this season. Um, nothing to write home about. Um, for the Yankees, 
Year before that, though, he was looking pretty good. If you remember correctly, um, 2022 started with the A's, pitched fantastic, 104 and two-thirds innings pitched, a 318 ERA. Then he gets traded to the Yankees uh, in the trade deadline move. I thought it was an amazing deal for the Yankees. Wouldn't you know it? I'm not the best at judging moves. Uh, he was terrible. 39 and two-thirds innings pitched, small sample size, even so. A 6.35 ERA for Frankie Montas. Now he gets a fresh scene with the Cincinnati Reds. It is a hitter-friendly ballpark, I will say, so temper your expectations. He's not going to be the 3.18 ERA that he was with the A's, which is a very hit, uh, pitcher-friendly park. But I will say... I think he's going to be much better than he was with the Yankees. And I think he's going to be a very serviceable pitcher. And I'm liking what the Reds are cooking right now. Now, they have come out and said the massive, the bigger moves are over for them, um, which is a wee bit disappointing. I would love to see them um, stay in on um, maybe an offensive piece. But uh, right now, the rotation... The rotation and the lineup are looking pretty good right now. Rotation is Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, who is not great, I will say. Graham Ashcraft, nothing amazing, but he can get the job done. Uh, Frankie Montas, Nick Martinez, um, who you know I'm really high on. I really hope they just let him ride in the rotation and we see how good he can be. Um, Andrew Abbott, who came up this season, performed very, very well. Very curious to see what more he can provide. Uh, Nick Lodolo, who is injury, um, gets injured often. Um, so we'll see, but even so. Um, and then you got Brandon Williamson, who pitched a decent amount, didn't do very well, So, but he's a depth piece at this point, which is fantastic. And you got Frankie Montas. Like, they're like six or seven guys deep right now. Like, that's actually dope. Let's see. You got Green, Ashcraft, Montes, Abbott, Martinez, Lodolo, Williamson. You're seven guys deep right now. That's exactly where you want to be heading into the season because you know at least three of those guys are getting injured. So you're going to have to figure something out. And at least you have some quality that's going to be able to carry you just a little bit for this season. That's great. I love that for the Reds. I like I like their lineup right now. It's good enough. It probably could use another veteran piece Joey Votto um but uh yeah so right now I think the Reds are Reds are looking pretty good I I'm kind of really excited to see where uh my predictions are going to be uh going into the season because I like the Reds I like the Reds and I like the, what they're doing um I like the Montes sign I probably would have preferred somebody maybe like Stroman we'll get to him later but maybe somebody a little bit more secure than Montes is but uh either way one year 16 mil not bad for both teams um, both parties here, Montes gets a one year try deal with the Reds, um, a team that's young and up and coming, very exciting. So we'll see him try and turn around from the injury that he had this past season. And, uh, we'll see, um, the angels signed Zach Plesak. Good for them. Let's get into the top free agents that are left on the board. And I will tell you where they're going to sign. Starting off. We'll start off with the bottom here, flipping my page. Uh, number 10, Jorge Soler. Now, don't don't pay attention to the ranking of this. I'm not saying Jorge Soler is a worse player 
than Whit Merrifield. I'm just saying in reference to this free agent class, Whit Merrifield does have better positional ability, which is huge. And Jorge Soler is arguably a DH. So moving on, Jorge Soler, I really don't know, but I really want the Marlins to keep him. Um, I don't know if they will um, because they're not into spending money a lot of times. So we'll see. But uh, I really want them to keep him. Uh, the Dodgers are an option. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but Jorge Soler, I think he's going back to the Marlins. I think they should re-sign him. I think he hopefully will. I don't know. It, there's not many teams that fit the Jorge Soler mold. feels like teams like the Mariners are like pivoting, like they pivoted to Mitch Garver. Like I just feel like they're going to pivot to somebody a little bit cheaper than Soler, but Soler is so legit, and the Marlins need that legitness in back in their lineup. They need him. And they were really good this year. I really want them to keep him. Merrifield is next, number nine. I have no idea where Whit Merrifield is going. Um, Before the Red Sox traded for Grisham, I probably would have said the Red Sox for Merrifield. I know Ed Hand. Shout out to Ed Hand on Twitter. He's been um, been on the Whit Merrifield parade. The parade to the Red Sox. That's what he wants. But... uh. I and I, I agreed to a certain extent. I think he was one of the better options out there. I'll take Grisham every single day of the week, though. And Merrifield, I don't know where he's going, bro. I don't know where he can play right field, he can play second base, he can play a little bit of everywhere, kind of. Um, but not super well. His bat's not amazing. So it's gotta be a team that's desperate. I don't know. It's gonna be really tough. He's gonna land on a non-contender, though. Like that's I feel very confident in saying that. Whoever it is, it's not going to be a contender, Merrifield. I, but I couldn't tell you where. Um, Teoscar Hernandez is next up on our list, number eight. I know this is a whole predictions pod, and I just did not make a prediction for Whit Merrifield. Let me just shoot one out there. Um, maybe the Nationals. Nationals are a possibility. I also think the Nationals are a possibility for Teoscar Hernandez. I think they could sign Teoscar to just be their guy in right field and just let him eat, you know? Maybe DH. Maybe DH with the Nationals. Um, For Teoscar, I'm also thinking possibly Brewers. I'd be really happy if the Brewers got Teoscar. He would fit perfectly. They need that bat. They need that right-handed bat in that lineup. I really like that fit. I just don't think they're going to. Yeah, that's what I would say. Teoscar's tough, though, because it's like he can play right field, but is he that good at it? Eh. Yeah, Brewers would be dope, but it's probably not going to happen. Either way, I think Teoscar, possibly Nationals, um, maybe Brewers. Maybe they'd go for him. I don't know. They haven't spent much money. They could be saving up for him. It could be their big signing. Ah, that'd be great. That'd be really great, but we'll see. We'll see. Um. Another guy I want for the Brewers, but I think we'll probably go somewhere else, is Marcus Stroman. I'm not even a big Brewers guy. I just feel like they're in a great position right now to make a deal. Either way, they're not going to get Stroman. But um, the team I do have for Stroman is the Yankees, the New York Yankees. I think he'd fit perfectly on the Yankees. I think he's a really good pitcher. The Yankees need another really good pitcher. This pains me to say as a Red Sox fan, but he'd be a perfect fit. Go for Stroman, Yankees. That's what you should do. Um, Stroman, it would fit perfect. I've talked about this with my former co-host, Evan. Um, Shout out. But um, 
I really like Strowman and I want to really like Strowman, but also he, he is a really fun personality and would be a fun personality to hate on the Yankees. Um, kind of has that showmanship that is kind of really fun. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think he fits perfectly on the Yankees, honestly. All right, moving on up the ladder. Number six is Josh Hader, the best reliever out there, arguably, um, was fantastic this past season. Really tough to say who could slash should sign him. But my pick, pointlessly at that, is going to be the Angels. That's right. The Angels are going to sign Josh Hader. It doesn't make sense, and that's exactly why the Angels are going to do it. It's going to be a pointless team. It's going to be a team that you go, what the heck? Why are they signing Josh Hader? Why The deal is gigantic. Holy crap. He, they gave him how much money? More than Edwin Diaz got? That's not worth it. The Angels will do it. The Angels will make that pointless addition. They'll, they'll be weird. That's what they'll do. Yeah, they're, they're just a weird team, man. Angels, I'm done trying to figure out the Angels. I think I figured them out. They suck. They suck as an organization. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, my goodness. It feels so liberating to say. Whew. Anyways, Angels are going to sign Josh Hader. It's going to be a terrible deal. We're going to move on. Let's get into the top five here, baby. Clayton Kershaw. Is he going back to the Dodgers? No. No, he's not. Clayton Kershaw is signing with the Texas Rangers. That's right. Texas, baby. They're finally getting Kershaw. The Dodgers have added too many pitchers already. Getting glass now in Yamamoto. Nope. You're stacked already. They don't need to spend on Kershaw. They're not going to. They're going to let him fend for himself. He's going to go to his hometown, hometown of Texas with the Texas Rangers. And he'll have a great season there. And it'll be a great pickup. I love Clayton Kershaw, so I will root for him. That's what I say. It might be a little crazy. I'm hearing murmurs. I'm hearing rumors that uh, the Rangers are not going to spend, scaling back, tampering down the payroll. But I think they've got enough left for one more pitcher, one more starter. They need it. They do need another starter, man. Especially with Scherzer out with surgery. They signed Tyler Molly, but he's not going to be ready. He's going to be back halfway through the season, probably it as well. They need another guy. They need that leadership in the clubhouse. Give me Clayton Kershaw, baby. Top of the rotation. Number four is Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, going back to the Blue Jays. He fits too well on that team. They need another right-handed bat. They want it. They need it. Mariners are another option, but the Mariners already said they want to be contact heavy. So I think the Mariners are going to make a trade or something. They're going to try and figure something out in that realm. But uh, I don't think that's going to work out. Either way, Matt Chapman, back to the Jays. It's going to be too much money. It's going to be more expensive than you want to pay. They're going to pony it up. They're going to get it done. Next up, number three, is Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery is a guy that is lagged out there. Something you're going to notice with a lot of these top names. Hater. I'm sure Strowman's also up there as well. 
Um, but yeah, Hader, Chapman, Montgomery, Bellinger, Snell, all of these guys, the reason they are still out there is because they got into the free agent market and they were like, we are the cream of the crop, baby. Top of our top of our position. You know, Montgomery's like, bro, I'm right there with Snell. If anything, I could get more than him if I want. He's barely pitched. I could totally do it. Me, him, Yamamoto, who else are you going to get? It's us, top of the line. Bellinger's top bat out there. Fantastic, besides Otani, obviously. Um, Chapman, best defenseman out there. Best third baseman by far. Hater, best closer out there. Dominant. They all asked for too much money. They all wanted too much money. They wanted too many years. They wanted a gigantic deal. Montgomery's definitely one of those guys that wanted too much money, I'm sure. I these aren't I'm not even going off reports here. This is just this is just me looking at the free agent market and going, it is January 2nd. Happy New Year's, by the way. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope you guys had a great holiday a couple weeks here. It was busy. Busy for me, and I'm kind of on the waiting period of see if I got a sickness or whatever the heck I'm gonna get. But either way, it was worth it. Um but uh yeah, January 2nd. And these guys are still on the board. Come on, bro. It's because they asked for too much money. And the teams looked at them and went, you're not worth that money. They're like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. But like, we're the best. We're the best of our position. Yeah, but you're not worth the money. That's the point. But they are the only ones available. You ain't trading for a Blake Snell right now. You're not trading for a Bellinger. So you could go out and buy them, you know? So we'll see. Uh, Montgomery, though, I've got going to the Red Sox. That's right. He's going to the Red Sox, baby. If he doesn't go to the Red Sox, I don't know where he's going to go, bro. If he doesn't go to the Red Sox, it's going to be a a stupid place. (laughs) Montgomery's going to sign with a stupid place. Where's a stupid place? Probably the Angels. Angels are a pretty stupid place. That's a stupid place. Where should he go? He should have gone to the Cardinals or something. He should have gone to the Cardinals. That would have fit. Or the Orioles. Orioles would have been dope. Orioles aren't going to pony up, though. That's a bummer. They should have gotten one of the top pitchers out there. They should have gotten Yamamoto Orioles. Would have fit perfect. They didn't do it. So what are you going to do? Montgomery, going to go to the Red Sox. Red Sox are still desperate for a pitcher. Even after Giolito, you need another guy. And if you get Montgomery, I'm okay. I'm okay. Don't pay too much, though. Don't, don't. I swear if you go to seven years, it's going to be, it's going to be hell to pay. Six years, even then, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with six years. Five years would be nice. He's 31 years old. Had a fantastic season. Give me five years. Give me, give me an okay AV. What does okay mean, Sam? Uh, pay him 150. Five years, 150. I think I'd do that. I'm okay with that. I'm chilling. I think I'm talking myself into it a little bit. But uh, yeah, Montgomery, going to go with the Red Sox, mainly because of a lack of options. Um, do I really believe he's going to the Red Sox? Ah, that's tough to say. I think I'd be in a better mood if I really thought that, if I really believed it, you know, with my heart. I don't know if I do. Uh, let's move on the list here. We got our final two options. I kind of teased them earlier. I said them, said their names. Uh, number two is Cody Bellinger. 
top outfielder out there. Out there, Oof, I'm not speaking very well today, but we're chilling, cruising through this podcast. I think I have no idea. I have no idea how this sounds. It sounds terrible. Let me know. Let me know in your reviews. Your five stars. Let me know how I sounded. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger's going back to the Cubs. Okay. Cubs did not spend 40 mil on a freaking manager to sit on their hands, even though they have. They've done jack squat. So what are they going to do? They're going to save their offseason. They're going to go out, bring back Cody Bellinger. They're going to pay too much money for Cody Bellinger. That's what they're going to do. They're going to go out, pay too much money for Cody Bellinger. Then they're going to go back out and go, wait, hold up. We're not done. We've been waiting out two people out here. They're going to go out and get Blake Snell as well. That's right. Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, both going to the Cubs. Cubs need starters right now. They could use a guy like Blake Snell leading the charge for them. And Cody Bellinger back in center field. The Cubs, I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I don't believe they're done. I don't believe they don't do anything. I don't think they just go get a mid-pitcher. It's not happening. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. If they do, I will be utterly shocked. My flapper will be gasted. You will have found my flapper gas button and, and you will have pressed it if that is the case for the Chicago Cubs. There should be hell to pay if the Cubs don't get anybody substantial. There should be hell to pay. If the, if the Cubs do not sign at least one of the top 10 free agents out there, there should be hell to pay from Chicago. Chicago should come for their heads because holy crap, how do you sign a manager to that much money without giving him a good enough team to manage? That's crazy, bro. You go get Craig Council for how much money and you still don't? No, I don't believe it. And I won't predict it. I'm predicting the Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell going to the Cubs. That's right, baby. Cubs are back in the conversation. They're finally making the West interesting. Let's do it. Let's do it. And you know what? I would love for the Brewers to make it interesting as well. I would love for them to go after a guy like Stroman. Um, Teoscar would be cool. Merrifield kind of works. Kind of, but not as well. Teoscar would be great. Teoscar and Stroman would be great for the Brewers, but I don't think it's going to happen for them, but I do believe in the Cubs. All right. That's it for me here, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode, episode 224. Best baseball podcast is the best one. It's the best baseball podcast, I would say. I have no idea. (laughs) Thanks for listening to me, guys. Thanks for listening to me ramble here. Coming back next week. Hope everybody had a great New Year's. Happy 2024. New baseball season's getting closer and closer every single week. I want to carry you there, okay? It's going to be a quick little trip. By the end of the month, we're going to have started our top 10 list, hopefully. That's my hope. Start with top 10 catchers. I can't wait. I'm going to try and get a guest on every single freaking time. Maybe I'll co-host by then. Who knows? That's the hope. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.